0: Cascade Hoops Talk bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Good morning Cascade Hoops Talk Billy B, how's everybody doing this morning? Hey today we're going to have Riley Minix. Uh, you guys know he's a two-time All-American out of Southeastern uh, scored 2,000 points, over 1,000 rebounds. Uh, kind of a big, strong guy. The NAI Man, playing almost 38 minutes a game. Uh, most of you probably already know uh, Riley played his four years at Southeastern and has just recently announced he's going to go over and play his uh, graduate year or his fifth uh, year, the COVID year. He's going to play over at Moorhead State, so we're going to ask him about that as well. But uh, you're going to enjoy Riley Minix. He's a really good guy. Uh, and he's a great basketball player. So uh, I'm going to shut up and let's take a listen to Riley Minix Southeastern Fire. Cascade Hoop Talk Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Riley Minix on the phone and he says he's ready. He's ready, right? Yes, sir.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey Riley, thank you so much. You know, I want to talk about your amazing career at Southeastern playing in the furnace for the Fire. We're going to talk about you uh, making the decision to go play some D1 ball next season over at Moorhead State, which I think is amazing. But I got to go back to the beginning of the story. You're looking for a school. You're coming out of Vero Beach, and your mom said something to you. You told me this last time we talked, and I I have used this line. You can tell her I use it all the time when I talk to young people. Find a school that you will enjoy even without basketball. So, you, that was the advice your mom gave you. Ta- with that background, talk about your time at Southeastern.
1: Yeah, I would just say before I picked my school, that was definitely a, a big piece in my decision as far as just being happy at the school as a student first mm-hmm. before the athlete part. Just because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if you're going to get injured right. like I did my sophomore year yep. or there's a lot of things that could play, like come into play and then... I just feel like Southeastern was the right school for me and for my four years like I've loved it the community there just the atmosphere the just environment like it was it was beautiful to walk up and down campus up and down campus every day like it was just amazing and like I'm so grateful for Southeastern all the people that have like left a mark on who I am and have helped me to find the person I want to be and the person I am today. So I really loved it and can't be grateful enough for everybody that's played a part. So,
0: and everybody needs to know you, obviously you're a, uh, I think a uh, two time all American. I think you were also a, uh, yeah junior and senior you're two time all american but you're also academic all american and actually academic all american player of the year if i if I didn't read it wrong
1: yes sir that is correct
0: so you you went into school your background your family yeah, education was extremely important i mean you just didn't go to play basketball right tell us what you what you majored in
1: I majored in kinesiology exercise science See, and he he told I, me he told
0: I, me that before we started, but I couldn't say that word so but go ahead riley yes
1: sir. Uh, So when I got to school, I didn't really know what I wanted to go into, but I knew I loved sports and I wanted to stay in that field. And I was between sports management and then some other things, maybe business, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure on what to pick yet. And then I found kinesiology, exercise science, which is just the study of how the body moves. And I've just always loved the ins and outs of everything that goes into basketball and just sports in general being able to play at your peak performance you got to know how the body works what what are the best things to fuel your body How what are the stretches you need to be able to play at your highest level so all of that just plays a part and i feel like that's really helped me in my career at southeastern i just took it and ran with it and I've, I've loved that field for myself so and you're
0: all you've graduated now you just graduated last april so uh you're all, all all set, but you're you're going to go play at Moorhead State. I want to talk about Moorhead State in a minute. You were talking about this, you know, the exercise science and learning a lot about your own body and how to protect it. You know, you played, I don't think people realize, you played almost 38 minutes a game. I mean, you it was amazing. And do you think that, do you contribute part of your success in being able to play so many minutes, being that you knew how to take care of your body? Do you think those two were intertwined?
1: Yeah, I would say a big part and just me being able to stay on the court yeah, was definitely the weight room and the athletic training room. I was in there pretty much all the time. Every day, I'm either in the weight room or before practice, at least one to two hours before I'm in the training room getting treatment, stretching, doing whatever I need to do, whatever I'm feeling that day with my body. So like I've really, especially as I've gotten older through my years, like I've really taken the time to know that my body is a Big part, and how I perform on the court. So mm-hmm. I gotta take care of it, and I gotta do the best I can to just be able to stay out there and give it all I got. And at this, at the same time, like you're always gonna have nicks and bruises, and at that point, you just gotta play through some of that. Yeah. So yeah, the athletic training room and the, and the weight room help a little bit, but there's there's a point in time where you just gotta give it your all and leave it all out there. So it's a combination of the both.
0: I'm bouncing all over the place, but I think it's all interconnected. When you were in high school, I saw that Prep Hoops listed you your senior year as a guard. I saw some video of you. You, Did did you play as a guard in high school?
1: So growing up, uh, probably from third through maybe seventh, eighth grade, I was more of a guard. Just because, especially in my younger years, like I was one of the only kids that knew how to handle the ball, even though I was tall for my age, Okay. like not many people could handle it. So I would have to bring the ball up the court. And that's where I kind of figured out, like, I got to be able to play all position. And then going into high school, I played more of a, a forward role, but at the same time, like I would dribble it up the court. So like I was kind of like a point forward that anybody could handle the ball on the team. And like, I've always taken that as a piece of my game as far as like being able to handle it from the outside, which just has helped me to become more diverse and do more things and not be bottled down into the big man role. say?
0: Yeah, because you, you definitely, uh, another guy kind of like that is, I mean, you played against him there in Kansas city, Josiah de la Cerda, you know, he's a big, strong guy, but he can definitely play outside and, uh, he shoots a three really well. Uh, but yes, sir. you you can you're like him you really can't be pigeonholed also a big strong guy uh, I've seen you just manhandle guys you're you're <laughs> very strong for your size but you you what you really special you score what you average this year 26 points a game uh, 2,000 points in your career thousand rebounds but this season you averaged I mean what was it almost four almost 14 rebounds a game you're the top rebounder in the country I mean what what. What makes you so proficient at going and getting the ball?
1: I would just say being in position. I feel like, yeah, there's times the ball just comes to me, and then other times it's just having a feel for the game, Mm -hmm. knowing when the shot goes up from the right side corner, get to the left, or just little things like that, and being able to put my body in a position to box people out, and being sturdy, having a sturdy base. Like My legs are pretty big, so I feel like that helps me. And I've become more athletic throughout the years, so I can be able to bang and then go elevate for the ball. So it's just all that coming into play, and just being able to, like I've played a lot of basketball over my years, and just having that feel to know like where the ball is gonna go, and like I, sometimes you get lucky, but then other times it's just having that feel. So, so that's really R- helps. Riley,
0: you brought you brought up boxing out. You know, there's a you hear I'm not gonna say controversy, but you hear debates about. You know, forget about boxing out. Uh, rebounding now is all athleticism. Go and get the ball, and the game definitely has changed, right? Where you got these guys just fly in, and oh, yeah. uh, but do you think rebounding is more just technique and and speed, and or is it still just kind of? I mean, oh, I'm an old guy, right? Is it is it how what role does boxing out play? That's what I'm asking.
1: So my dad always talks to me about this when he was growing up. He had a coach that was a lot shorter than him and would box him out any day of the week and get the rebound every time. So I feel like it's a combination of the both. Like, you you have to be athletic at some point. You can't just be a little guy and get every board. Like, it's it's not going to work out that way. But at the same time, you got to know how to put your body in the right position to be able to get the ball. So I feel like it's a mix of the two that when they're combined, you, you're just going to be a great rebounder. And I feel like that's really helped me in my career. And, like, yeah, you can be a, as athletic as, as humanly possible, but at the same time, if you don't know where to be, like, you're not going to – or how to be in the right position, you're not going to get the ball every time. So it's so a combination.
0: So a little – it's so, yeah, some of both. There's no one right answer.
1: Yes, sir.
0: You know, I want to go back and talk a little about the fire this season. You know, early in the year, I don't have to tell you this, you struggled a little bit. And then you guys, just before and after Christmas, you went through a really – rough time and then right about mid-january you guys really caught fire at really the right Mm -hmm. no no pun intended caught fire yeah (laughs) but (laughs) was there was there something that changed within the team i mean what brought about the change because you guys were really struggling
1: yeah i would just say it got to the point where i'm pretty sure we were 8 and 11 and this is when like our mindset kind of flipped we were like okay like we we got to change something and I don't I don't know if much of the play style changed or not, but it just got to the point where, like, we had our backs against the wall. We know, like, we got to pretty much win the conference tournament. We got to pull this conference out, and then that's the only chance we have at making the national tournament. So every game was like a dogfight, and we gave it everything we got. I think we finished the season uh, winning 14 of the last 16 yeah that sounds right yeah it it was it was kind of crazy how how the switch flipped but it happened and we gave it everything we got and it was it was definitely a successful year
0: yeah you had a you had a stretch was right around the end of january and start of february you 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 won a couple of games that you probably should have you know would be expected but then at the end Mm -hmm. of the season you know you beat st thomas then kaiser then weber then st thomas yeah and then uh the St. Thomas win, that was for your conference championship, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, hey, I got to ask you that. So when you won that Sun Conference tournament and you had struggled all year and people had counted you out, talk about that moment.
1: Uh, It was just really exciting to see from all the guys, all the hard work that was put in. Like everybody doubted us. Yeah, we were picked at the top of our conference in the beginning of the year, but after that those first couple conference games we were middle of the pack mm-hmm. nobody thought we would finish on top and just it just shows the resilience and just the determination from the guys and just all the smiles on everybody's faces I've won one before mm-hmm. actually yeah one conference tournament before my freshman year with Reggie who's who was the other freshman when we won it that year but it was just amazing to see how we how we could turn it around and just whatever we put our minds to like we could go get it and we did so yeah i found be really happy for the guys
0: i found a picture you guys the southeastern put up I'll if, when i put this up on youtube i'll i'll put the picture up with this in the conversation you'll see it but your you your teammates are i the the, the smiles were unbelievable uh yes, and it was uh you know it's one thing to be expected to be there and then to kind of shock people i mean you didn't shock yourselves right because i'm sure you always believed in yourselves but it's always always very satisfying to shock others isn't it
1: no we we knew and we believed in ourselves and we knew it was possible it was just that joy of winning it and shocking everybody else like you're saying like that was that was everything we wanted and we started the year off rough so like that and everything to the guys and we kind of let that bleed into the national tournament so
0: yeah, I want to talk about that. So you went and you had to play Union, which you were the you were the underdog in that game. Union had had a an amazing season, and you Is were that? able to knock them off. They were a really good team. Oh uh, yeah, you guys must have been playing really good at that time because then you turned around. I think it was the next day, uh, next day, and you beat mm-hmm. Faulkner and Fa- yeah. Faulkner and Union. You know, Coach at Anderson. Fulkner. I mean, those are the Coach Sanderson and uh, Coach Burton at Union. I mean, two of the better coaches in the country talk about those two wins those were
1: huge yeah those those were big time union had some really good guards that were tough to stop they were hitting some tough shots but we just stuck it out clamped down on defense in the second half we like we knew like you were, we knew every night wasn't going to be our best shooting night and i feel like we talked a, a little bit before the call but uh we kind of settled a little bit over the year mm-hmm. but on the defensive side of the ball we knew like if we gave it our all on that side, we could beat anybody. Yeah, and that's what it came down to in these two games. We just gave it everything we had on defense, and yeah, they hit some tough shots. But the next play, we always thought of the next play, and we just kept moving forward, kept buckling down on defense, and and we pulled both of them out. They were both tight games, and, and we came out on top. So
0: yeah, you and I talked about that before. Uh, you know, you as you said, you. You guys did struggle a bit shooting this year, but you took pretty good care of the ball, and then you held teams to forty-one percent, uh, which is that's pretty good. But so you know what they say, you know defense travels with you every night, right? You're not going to always shoot yes, the sir. ball well, and then uh, yes, so you're you you get to Kansas City, and I'm sure if you look back, you'll be you'll be happy with what you were able to achieve. But I'm sure at that point, everybody's thinking national championship, Final Four, right? Uh, and then oh, yeah. you uh, you played an auto, auto, OUAZ team, Ottawa, Arizona, uh, that was mm-hmm. really on a roll. And that, that that game was a battle. Oh, yeah. I thought, Riley, I'm curious what you said. I think toward the end of that game, I thought you looked tired, personally. Just talk about that game.
1: Yeah, just we we were up most of the first half, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. then they came back a little bit. And then we went up in the beginning of the second half. And it was just, it was a tight game. We were up for a lot of it. And, yeah, we were playing pretty much six guys. And we were giving everything we had every night. And, like, over the course of the season, if you look at it, like, most of three or four of us are playing 40 minutes. And it got to the point where you see Ottawa bringing subs in at the the table. And you're like, oh, (laughs) man, I got to go up against another guy? Fresh. And then... So it's tough, but like we gave it everything we had and I think they pulled away a little bit and we, a couple of our guards got in foul trouble that game, which made it tougher for us to keep them out the paint and just their, their offense was, was brilliant. The, the way they moved the ball, the way they set screens on the perimeter, like they, they had constant motion and everybody could do a little something for them. So it was, it wasn't like you could sit off any, any guy and. It was a tough game, and yeah. if we could play it again, I'd I'd want it back. And I feel like we could we could make some work, but they they ended up on top. And congratulate them for that. They, they had a great game plan and they executed well. So
0: yeah, when it gets down to that, you get to that last 16 teams. Or, you mm-hmm. know, any anything anybody could win at that point. Those were yeah. all very. And they very-
1: ended up they ended up making it to the final four. So. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. It, they barely, it wasn't like they weren't a good team.
0: And they, they lost on the last possession to college Idaho. So yeah, uh, right. I yeah. saw that they lost yeah. by one. Yeah. Very good. They're a very good team. Coach Keeley does a great Sorry. job. And then I thought yeah, Devin, Devin Collins who guarded you most of the night, I thought he did a, he did a good job. You know, I'd ask you about that. You get, so, how do you play 38 minutes a game? It's one thing to play 38 minutes a game. But Riley, you get so much defensive attention. How do you not just completely run out of gas? They're on you. I mean, they send everybody at you.
1: Yeah, for me, I just, I love basketball and I try every possession just to make the right basketball play. And I know there's times where I fall short of that, but at the same time, I'm giving it everything I got. I'm getting my teammates involved. i when we need a bucket, um, I'm going to try and get us one, but I mean... It, it all comes down to the chemistry we had, and the guys kind of throughout the season, especially towards the end, they made it easy on me, just being there for me, like, making the right cuts, playing playing defense as hard as they could, so, like, I saw all the work they put in, like, kind of made it easy on me, so, like, I get, yeah, I, some could say I get a lot of attention, but, I mean, those guys just kept fighting, kept pushing every possession, and, like, they're, they're what makes it easy, and what helped me to succeed. So yeah,
0: you had great teammates. You know, yes, I have sir. one more, one more Southeastern question. Uh, you mm-hmm. and I talked about this for a minute before we started, but while, while you were there, you ended up having three coaches. We talked a little bit about this last time you and I interviewed, but it, yes, how much did, did that affect the the program or your time there? The three coaches is it's a lot to go through in college career.
1: Oh yeah. So getting there, I didn't really get to play for coach Barsh, who was the coach coach. Well, Coach Barsh and Coach Lee recruited me, so I didn't really get to play for Coach Barsh. And then Coach Lovers comes in, and, I mean, I'm so thankful for that guy. He, just the culture he set, like the team atmosphere and the brotherhood that we built under him, uh, it was it was amazing. Like, I was kind of nervous coming into college, not knowing what coach I was going to have, but, like, I'm super thankful for what I was given and just having him as a role model and a figure to look up to every day so he really helped me and then when coach lee got the team it's just more of the same when it came to the culture we had and just the the group of guys a lot of us were returners so we knew what we needed to do and coach lee held us to that standard um and then also if you look at the academic side it wasn't just athletics for us like this last year we had one of the highest gpas male sports gpas in the school and it came out to like a 3.4, which is yeah, pretty they're... crazy when you think about a men's basketball team. Yeah. But like, it was just the culture and the, just the program that was set my freshman year and just kept it rolling. So I'm just thankful for all three coaches that have played a part in my college career so far. And they really helped me to become a leader and help build a successful team each year.
0: So after this season, uh, you uh, went ahead and put your name out. I don't know if you officially entered the portal or what you did, but you decided that uh, with this uh, graduate year you have, you're gonna play at uh, Moorhead State. You're gonna play in the Ohio Valley Conference. I think it's a great move for you. Talk about you know your decision first off, the, your decision to you know play somewhere else your, your last year, which I don't think anybody would question you got the chance on, but talk about that decision and then talk about why you decided what What is it about Moorhead State that decided you decided that's where you wanted to play?
1: Yes, sir. So after this year, it was really a tough decision for me just because I'm so grateful and thankful for SU and what they've allowed me to do there. So leaving has definitely not been the easiest decision for me just because the connection that I made and the community that surrounded me and helped me to grow. But came down to... Um, after the season talked to my coach and i was like man i I really want to play at the highest level i want to see where my game can get to where my potential is at its ceiling so i didn't enter the transfer portal but i've had a couple coaches reach out and they reached out to coach lee and i didn't want to enter the transfer portal just because i know how crazy and chaotic it can get just having so many schools reach out and having to determine which one so i was trying to keep it in-house and whoever reached out okay i'll talk to you and i didn't want to make it a big deal so moorhead state ended up reaching out and they knew do you know alex gross yes two years ago he played at Olivet nazarene yes so alex gross played there last year which kind of started the connection oh, okay. and he put my name he put my name out to them and they like alex was very successful there so he helped me out and giving him my name and talking to him about me and then they reached out I talked to them a few times and I ended up going on the visit and just going to that campus and just meeting the coaching staff and the program they have set reminded me so much of just southeastern and it's just a team like that is something that just pulls me to them like I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of a successful team yeah. not just because they're winning games which they are
0: yeah they have their a good program, program
1: is really good and they they have a really good win, winning culture. But when you look at the program itself and just the coaching staff and the family atmosphere that they have, that's what gravitated me toward them. And after that visit, I knew, like, that was the right fit. And even though I was in Kentucky and I haven't been out of Florida in my life yet, I knew uh, I got to get out of my comfort zone and just (laughs) be a part of a winning program and hopefully make a run next year. Uh, It's definitely going to be worth it, so.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. That was, you know, Mason Walters is gonna go play at Wyoming, and that was part of his reasoning too. He goes, "Well, I, got, you know, I got to get away from home for a bit." And yes, uh, you know, are your how hard is it going to be for your parents? I don't know what the drive is up to Kentucky. It's quite a haul, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it's fourteen hours.
0: So they'll probably have to watch you on video most of the time.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll watch my games on on TV, and then they'll definitely make a few trips. Yeah, uh, they're they're already looking at flights and trying to figure out what game plan the the strategy to get down and get back for work and and all that stuff. So they they're they're loving it. They're they're thinking about retiring as well. <laughs> just just in case. Just so they don't have to miss any games. There you so. go.
0: You know, talk about <laughs> we'll your talk about your uh your family support has been amazing. I found an old an old uh, video on Twitter where they're dropping you off at Southeastern and you're in the dorm room <laughs> and it was only 20, 2019. It's, it seems like so long ago. Talk about the support of your family.
1: The older I get, the more I see, like my family is everything to me. And just their continuous support. And like my brothers watch all my games. I have three brothers, one younger, two older. And then my parents, like they've really give like, They've backed me on all my decisions. They've helped me to grow. They they challenge me. Like it's a combination of everything that they've done and everything they've given me in my life. Like I'm so grateful for all of them and I I wouldn't want it any other way. They've they so my parents went on me or went on the visit with me and they knew it was the right fit. They knew like this was the right program. And just their guidance and their affirmation of my decisions and just everything that i want to do and backing me on all of it it's am um, like i couldn't i'm pretty much speechless i don't, I don't even yeah. know how to thank them enough i know i would never be able to so just continuing to love them and just be there for them when they need it like yeah. that's what i try to do well
0: that's pretty cool you know riley i i've uh, followed your career pretty close you're one of my favorite basketball players to watch uh, I know you're going to have a great, great year at uh, Moorhead State, and I can't can't wait to see you play. T I call it TV basketball. Can't wait yes, to see sir. you play yes. there at Moorhead and tear up the Ohio Valley Conference next season.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving me the time and just having the conversation. I love basketball, and I I love talking about making decisions and being able to put my family out there and my teammates. It's just it's truly humbling and an honor to be a part of what you do. So.
0: Well, Riley, when, next year when you uh, get over to Moorhead State and you find out how nice all those four-star hotels are and everything, and, you That's know, we, maybe we can get you back on. You can talk some Ohio Valley basketball.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love that.
0: Well, thank you very much, Riley. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's uh, Riley Minix, a Southeastern and the future Moorhead State. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you very much to Riley Minix. We certainly wish him a lot of luck moving forward. He's going to do well at that. At Moorhead State Uh, he's got that body he's big and strong Uh, he can shoot from the outside he can rebound I think he'll be a good fit there at Moorhead State State and we can't wait to watch him next season hey continue to follow us Uh, you'll see that we also post these up on YouTube turn them into videos try to uh, show you a little bit of video and some pictures as you listen to the interviews Uh, we continue to work on our format I'll call it uh, for next season but I continue to learn some of these tools so you know stay tuned and you know just be patient with me if things don't work out right the first time but i'm trying to do as uh, a dynamic uh, reporting of nai basketball as possible uh, so with experimentation sometimes comes failure <laughs> but anyway thank you for everybody who follows me and i hope you uh, enjoy these postseason interviews if you or If you're a coach and you have any player that would uh, would like to be interviewed here in the postseason, just give me a a shout. Just DM me on Twitter, and we'll certainly try to get them on. And fans, don't forget to uh, support your local NAI school and never forget that NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.